You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Do you know what's in your insurance package? Do you know what your properties are covered for? I'm Kathy Fetke and welcome to The Real Well Show. Our guest today says most property owners have no idea what's in their insurance package. In fact, many have never even read it. Andy Gerzak is founder of All City Adjusting. He's been helping property owners make sure they are, first and foremost, properly insured, and that if there is a claim, his company makes sure that claim is settled effectively and efficiently. I'm so excited to have Andy share some of these inside secrets on how to make sure that your assets are protected. Andy, welcome to The Real Wealth Show. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. Jesse, thank you guys so much for having me on. This is really a new topic. I had, I have, after all these years, not discussed what it takes to file a claim and when to do it and when it makes sense and when it doesn't make sense. So let's first talk about it, what your company does. How do you help investors? Correct. So we represent investors from kind of the whole claim management process. So when they do have a claim, even before they file the claim, we inspect their policies. We look over their policies, make sure that they're actually insured for the right stuff and they have the right endorsements, uh, that they're not exposed to any liabilities as much as we can, uh, as, as much as we can advise. And then when they do have a claim, we'll actually see before they even file, is it worth filing that claim? Um, because sometimes it's not even beneficial to file a claim. When it's not going to go over your deductible or it's going to be a little bit over your deductible, you might say, hey, let's not file this. It's not worth it. Um, so we'll look over that. And if they do decide to file a claim, then we'll actually handle it from the start to the end till it's done negotiated and they're settled and they have a check in their hand. So in our pre-interview, you, you told me some things I had never heard. One is that you know we have a really close friend who uh, had a mold issue. And after the mold was remediated, they had to take some walls away and there was oh, so much more damage. Um, she found out later that it wasn't covered. So how do you know what's covered and what's not covered? So in her situation, the first thing we would have done is, hey, we need a copy of your policy. Um, and a lot of people, when we ask for policies uh, for new clients, they won't have it. They'll have like the declaration page, which is a two, three page paper um, that just kind of gives you your limits. But the full policy, be aware, most people don't even have their full policies. And mm -hmm. when they ask their agent, their agent doesn't have their policies. So people have all these policies, but no one actually knows what's in them. And no one even has the, the policy themselves. So I would have asked for the policy, read the policy and make sure before you do anything, let's make sure you have coverage for it. Because if you don't, now you might want to consider some different options because in the end, what we want for our clients is the best, whatever their end goal is, we want to provide the best options for them. So, uh, you so know, the, to advise them the right way. Go ahead. So the first thing you want to do before even getting an insurance policy is understanding what it covers. And you're right. I don't think most people know what should be covered or what isn't. And every insurance company is different. Um, so, you know, what should people be looking for in their policy and, and what kind of questions should they be asking? Yeah. What, what are my exclusions? You know, what are my, what am I excluded for? What am I not covered for? If this happens, am I covered for it? If, um, you know, if the sump pump backs up, am I covered for it? Uh, if the water comes into the windows because the pipe busted on the street from the city and now I have water coming through the windows, is that covered? Uh, you know, exclusions and write that stuff down. When you have that talk with your uh, agent, write that stuff down because if they tell you that you're covered for it and you end up 
being denied for that same thing. Well, now there's an issue. There's something with an agent's and you know insurance, but that's a whole different route. But mm-hmm. you want to know the exclusions and you want to know the endorsements. Same thing. You know, what are you actually covered for, and what are my endorsements? And you know, what are these little things that on top of my main coverage? What other things do I have? So endorsements are the things you're getting covered for, correct? And exclusions yes. you are not. So yes. what are the the main things, I think you just mentioned some, but yes. that should be covered, that the the problems that happen more more often and the, the reason people file claims to begin with. Yeah. What are the what are the things you want to make sure you absolutely have in your policy? Some of the most important is law and ordinance, um, sewer backup. Those you sewer backup, usually agents ask about that. Law and law and ordinance, which is uh, if your house was to burn down and you have to rebuild, but now you have to go back with, you know, better insulation and you know the electrical has to be redone to the code that upgrade that's paid by the insurance in that case um so that's a big one one that we just saw uh for a gentleman that bought a duplex in pittsburgh uh an agent actually not the agent the agent actually didn't advise him to buy this coverage and actually the real estate agent recommended hey you should buy this uh endorsement and he did and it was a service line endorsement meaning if his service line inside the home uh, that drains the water out of the home is cracked or there's tree roots, which usually that's wear and tear and that's underneath the house. That's not covered. They'll pay a certain limit. Um, and he bought this endorsement and it was like 150 for the whole year. You know, three weeks later after he purchased the property, the water wasn't draining that, that good. And so he had the plumber going with the camera and it says that the tree roots were inside the service line. And that's, that was, you know, slowing down the water. So the insurance company actually came out, they didn't even come out. We just filed and they covered the limit. Um, So that's an awesome endorsement right there, um, especially if you're buying an older house. Okay. And what, what is that endorsement called? That one was, uh, I don't have it in front of me. That was, I think the service line was a service line endorsement or something like that. But there's all these types. That's why those, but that endorsement was only available to an independent agent and an independent insurance company. So meaning not like your big, you know, the state farm, American family, that's like your independent agent that sells you uh, like the Erie insurances and openly Amica, different carriers. And you are really familiar with what different insurance companies will cover and they're all different, right? Correct. Yeah. But state farm, like state farm, all state USA, their policies where it comes to H01, like their standard policies. The, the endorsements and stuff are usually the same. Now, which ones you have matter, which ones you bought and you didn't, but their policy is usually the same. So if you tell me, you know, you have the homeowner's uh, policy, I can look at, I can pull it up and know the definitions in it because it's usually the same. Okay. And you, if someone hires your company, you'll kind of go over the differences of the different insurance companies and which ones actually pay their claims. <laughs> yeah. And even the good ones, even the good insurance companies that pay the claims, you still would want to pay. It, all it does is it makes it that they pay it with less fighting and they pay it quicker and they pay bigger settlements. Whereas because they know they're talking other, to somebody who knows what they're talking about. A hundred percent. And most of the insurance companies don't even have their own adjusters, right? They hire independent companies. Um, like 90% of them now, I think, hire independent companies, which is a, a company that comes out and estimates the damages. So when they come and meet with us, they'll usually take our file put their name on it and just pay the claim and be done with it. So besides your company, I mean, or in addition to, how does somebody find an adjuster? Yeah. So you can go on websites like uh, 
you know, BBB, Better Business Bureau, uh, and they, uh, there's like uh, National Public Adjuster Association, different associations for public adjusters that have good references to good PAs. Um, reaching out to other people too in investing, if you have an investing blog or forum, um, because a lot of people have used PAs. Um, so mm-hmm. they can probably refer good PAs uh, to you. And again, after doing this show for over 15 years, I can't believe this is the first time we've addressed this topic. Uh, but it sounds so important. Again, one of the things we talked about earlier offline was uh, that the things that people do incorrectly when filing a claim and making that first call, that first call is when they make all the mistakes. So Correct. let's talk about that. What should people do or not do when, when calling the insurance company? First of all, they should have a public adjuster call the claim in for them. <laughs> but if they don't and they're going to do it on their own, is you know, talk as little as you can. Um, people want to talk, talk, and it's the, it's the talk of the insurance company that gets them in trouble because they, they, the, they want to tell them more than they need to know. And then that starts raising red flags. You know, oh, I, ha- you know, I do some plumbing or electrical on the side. I have my tools. Well, are your, do you have a business insurance too? On your, well, it just starts raising all these, you know, mm. all these flags. So if you don't have a PA talk as little, you just want to file the claim. And another important thing is, uh, set the reserves, meaning you have to explain to the insurance company the amount of damage. And you might not have the experience. Most people don't in terms of experience of what a, what a rebuild is going to cost after water damage mm-hmm. or fire. But mm-hmm. you kind of have to make it seem like this is a large loss. So they set your reserves high because if if it's a small, it's a, it's a it look, doesn't look like a large claim, for example, and you call the insurance company, you say, you know, I had a stove fire and then there's some smoke in the house. Okay, well, they'll set the reserves, let's just say 15000 Well, when we come in and estimate the damages, we're at fifty, dollars we're $35,000 over that reserves. So now that claim is going to go to all these management approvals and, and it's just going to delay that process instead of a couple of weeks to two, three months. So never call the insurance company unprepared. Make sure you've done your yes. due diligence or you've hired a PA who really understands how to make that phone call. Because if, 100%. You can, if you make that phone call on your own, you've blown it. Yep. Generally. Yeah. I mean, you, you really have. I mean, we, we, we have, I don't know how many claims on our file system that are just people getting investigated mm. because they were just, they said the wrong thing. And it wasn't, it was, again, because people don't know. I, when we talked off, off air, I explained to you about a client that all he said was two, he put two of his contractor's tools on his personal property list, and now he's denied for an entire house that burnt down. We're talking about a large historical building. It's a lot of money that he's getting denied for everything. And why was he denied? Because he put his contractor's tools on his own list, so they said that he misrepresented the policy. Oh. Uh, it, this, is, this is crazy. I, I mean, the attorneys that looked at it, they're like, this is just out of hand. But that's kind of what's happening, so... Are um, unfortunately, are they getting worse? Are they getting tighter and, and trying to pay fewer claims? I mean, what we I know that insurance rates are certainly going up. Correct. Yeah, it, it gets worse every year. I mean, um, the goal is now is to, you know, go in quickly, settle the claim for as like it seems the lowest amount. That whole eye for coverage is lost. It's like the art. Like they want to have eye for denial. How can we find a way to delay this claim? How can we find a way to deny this claim? They'll send engineers, investigators, everyone just to delay the process and then try to delay it or then deny it at the end. 
So the first step in the process, I mean, again, I take it so casually when I get an insurance policy, like I think most people, it's like, okay, I got my insurance, we're good. Um, And most people don't really even know what's in that policy. And that policy can change, right? Every year it can change unbeknownst to the owner. Uh, So how do we, number one, get the right insurance from the outset and then make sure it's still the same insurance that you thought you had? You have to sit down with your agent every year at renewal and make sure what changed. You know, did any endorsements drop? Do I have to get any more coverages? We ended up redoing the basement, which when we bought the policy, it was an unfinished basement, but we just redid the whole basement. Okay, well, now you need sewer backup or you need extra coverage. So you have to be honest with your agent, but you should be doing every year a uh, uh, sit down with your agent. It used to be that the agents would come to the house and actually walk the house and look at the home. That doesn't happen anymore, but unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, but mitigation also was important that we talked off air uh, about stages of what to do when something happens is to mitigate the property, right? To board up the windows, to cut the water off if water is running into the house. They can deny you for not being proactive and not mitigating the damages as well. So, if you had damage and uh, yes. you didn't mitigate, that they could deny your claim. Correct. Because under duties after loss in your policy, it states that you will, it's your responsibility to mitigate, to protect the property from further damage. So if you don't take, you know, uh, if you don't take any steps to do it, they can deny you. They can, they can legally deny you. Correct. So what are some examples of mitigation that people should be aware of with a typical claim? So if you have fire, you would board up your windows. If you had roof damage, you would put a tarp on your roof. Uh, If you have water damage in your basement, you'd get the water out or cut the water source so no more water is getting in, stuff like that. So more damage is not happening. Wow. Okay. And your insurance company is not telling you this? No, it's all in your duties after loss. So if you read your policy, you would know, right? But how many people read their policy? (laughs) I really wonder how many people read their policy. I don't know many. I don't know many because I think 99.99% of uh, clients, we ask for their policy. They send us their little declaration page of the amounts they have of coverage. But when we ask for the full policy, no one ever has it. And I know through the insurance for my own rentals that if I didn't request it for my agents, they never, they just, hey, can I get a copy of the policy? Oh, you need a policy? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it would be nice to have my own policy, right? Because they don't even provide it to you. They're like, oh, it's online. But the online, it just says like it's a sample copy. It's not even your real policy. So people don't even have the, they don't even have it to read it. Nope. Most, <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not even getting copies of it. Now, if it's in the, it depends on the carrier, but a lot of the, the bigger names don't even send you a policy. They'll say, go online, you could see your policy or no one ever sees, most people don't even, they have no clue what's, where their policy is or what's on it. Oh, this is so enlightening. I mean, on the one hand, uh, it's it's kind of positive that after being in this business for 20 years, we haven't really needed to know this. No, good for you guys. Like, that's awesome. We're lucky. Yeah. And I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. are lucky, even though we've had small claims, like we were here in Malibu during the fires and we had yeah. small damage. But that was one of those times where I look and, and think, I wonder if we shouldn't have even filed a claim because we didn't we didn't really have any damage, um, just some plants burned. But we, we filed a claim and got a little bit of money, and then, bam, our insurance went up so much. It was a mistake. When when do you know if it's just like, don't don't file a claim. It's not going to be good yeah. for you. Have a call a PA, a local PA, and I'll leave our number at the end. Uh, but call a PA just like when, when, when clients and new clients call us, we don't take any claim. We don't just say, okay, here's the contract, and we'll see you, you know, next week. 
we'll usually want pictures. We'll usually want some kind of documentation. We'll do our research when, as we speak with the client because you won't, you might not need us. You might be in the process where our client called us and said, uh, but like just a couple of weeks ago where uh, this was in San Jose, actually, that he had a fire, wanted to hire us. The other PA kind of fell off the planet. I'm like, okay, well, did you get an estimate for the damages? Well, no, no, I just want a PA because I can't deal with them. Two days later, and I kept talking to him, and I'm like, well, just wait because let's, you might get a hold of an insurance company. They might send you the estimate. Two days later, he got an estimate, and it was still what the old PA did, and the old PA did really good, got him all this money. Some other company would have signed him, taken a fee for doing nothing. So if you're working with a good PA, you know, we'll have him as a lifetime client now because we helped him through it anyways. So he always calls just for the honesty of, you know, we like to help people, but mm. you're, we're not always needed. You don't always need an attorney and you don't always need other, you know, uh, professionals um, because they're not, they're not needed in certain situations. You know, it's funny in retrospect when it's, and it's not funny, the Malibu fires were horrible and hundreds of homes burned. Um, I remember just a day or two later and the insurance company came and just started passing out checks. And didn't even, you know, like, didn't even know yeah. what kind of damage had had occurred. And I noticed that my neighbors who had different insurance got a really big check just for the smoke damage. And with our insurance, they came and just gave us this little check and said, "Oh, it really looks like you don't have any damage." <laughs> so yeah. anyway, we took the check. Um, I think in that case, we probably should have had a PA. Yeah, to at least inspect it. To have a hygienist, I would have recommended right away, let's get the hygienist to walk in, let him go through the house, and let's see how severe the fire is. Because it's hard to see it. With wildfires, are very tricky. We did a lot in Lake Tahoe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, there's more than you, know, you, can, than you can see. And a hygienist will really look into everything. Um, the, one in, the ones in Lake Tahoe, again, those were, they were giving out checks. And then when we came in with the hygienist and our teams, you know, tripled, four, you know, quadrupled the claims. Yeah, I think I think that's probably what we should have done because you don't know what you're breathing and it's it's uh, you know dust all over the house. It's dangerous and unhealthy, and you, we ended up not having the money to to clean it because we didn't we didn't get a very big check. So anyway, so many lessons learned. Oh my goodness! So what else um, would would somebody be able to do to maximize their claim? Yeah, um, having a good team put together, uh, having good contractors on your team. Um, you could sometimes utilize a contractor very well. If a contractor can actually uh, provide a bid and then explain his bid to the insurance, because what a lot of contractors will do is they'll look, you know, there's damage to the basement, but they're, they're given an estimate for all these other things that are not damaged. So that's when the insurance company is like, well, he's just bidding for the whole job or for bidding all this other stuff. We're just talking about the damage. So as long as that contractor understands that all we're estimating is for the damage that the water caused or the fire and provides that bid and it's and it can explain it to the insurance, he could be very beneficial. Now, a contractor can't legally negotiate the claim or uh, talk policy language, but he can explain and walk with the insured and kind of work with them to hopefully uh, get the claim paid fairly or pretty close to his numbers. Hmm. If, okay. if the homeowner is going to choose it on their, to choose to do it on their own. Yeah, got it. Well, I think the conclusion I'm coming to is that you don't just don't do it on your own, <laughs> just unless you understand. Because the PA, insurance. it's for it's it's a free call. Literally, mm -hmm. it's a free call to say, "Hey, this is what's going on. Do I need you guys, or is there something you guys can do, or am I?" It's a free call. Most and how much I, I don't then know. Do I, you get paid? Do you get paid a percentage yeah. of what's collected? Correct. Or how does that? We charge ten percent. 
of the total okay. settlement. So whatever the claim settles for, it's 10% flat fee. Okay. Got it. So it, it, there really is no harm in just making that phone call. No, because yeah. that that's only if you choose our services. And then if you do, you pay that at the end once the claim is settled. So you never have to pay anything out of pocket, no retainers, nothing. It's once it's settled and once you get the check. And do you work with multifamily commercial properties as well? We do a lot of hotels, commercials, mm -hmm. uh, business owners. Um, that's kind of our bread and butter more than just, you know, single family residentials. Yeah, boy. So good. that's when you really get into that thick policies with yeah. all the good language. Yeah. If you're in multifamily, scale. you better, you better know your policy. Yeah. Correct. Is, uh, and especially now with they're they're injecting these high deductibles into these properties where some claims, you know, with a dollars $30,000 deductible, a small claim is not even worth filing because it's mm -hmm. not going to be more than your deductible. So you really have to know what you have. Uh, the more, the more bigger the property, the more, you know, the, the business, the more the policy gets very, very long and, uh, and you have to interpret it very well. Yeah. And I can't emphasize that enough that it's just not worth it to file a small claim because we, we have seen, you know, we were so excited, like I said, to get the $10,000 check to cover a, a leak that caused some damage and, and uh, only to find out number one, we couldn't get reinsured because we'd already filed a claim. And then the insurance went up so much it, it more than took away whatever we got. So yeah, we really want professional advice when uh, before before making the phone call and before submitting any any claim. Yeah, and with the, working with investors, it's a it's an easy call. They call us, hey, we Andy, we had this, we had this. Can you look at it? Should we file it? Uh, our team will look at it. I mean, and then we'll give the honest opinion. This is what you know. We're always looking at the interests of our client. So, yeah. what's the end goal for our client? Like for our clients that are long term, we know our their end goal. What they're always looking for. So we, we know how to work the claim, you know, should it be filed? Should we go just, there's different routes and there's different ways to handle each claim. Okay. Well, my goodness. So how can people reach you? Yeah. The easiest way, and I'll just leave my cell phone with everyone. Um, literally people can call or text. Um, they can save my number as Andy public adjuster, or however they want to save that number. But you could call me, just ask that you don't call or text too late. Um, okay. do have family, but and it's, uh, people are driving. I'll just make sure it's in yeah. the notes because they won't, I don't want them to pull over and, Perfect. and do, yeah. so we'll get all your contact information in our show notes. Andy, awesome. thank you so much. I think you you really helped a lot of people avoid uh, mistakes in the future. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. If you'd like to find out more about how to get in touch with Andy, you can look at the show notes, go to realwealth.com, and you'll get access to property teams who can help you find investment property nationwide. I'm Kathy Fedke. Thanks so much for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show, and we'll see you next time. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.